God, touch me. Before I give this pulpit to Brother Coburn, I want you to say it. God, touch me. God, I want I want to be changed. I didn't just come to church. Come on, I want to be changed. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise and shout out to God as Brother Coburn comes tonight in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord this evening. Amen, amen, amen. Isn't it good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many has come to worship him tonight? Magnify King Jesus. There's nothing like worshiping God. Nothing like dancing. Nothing like magnifying the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's worthy of it all. He is worthy of it all. Amen. Amen. So good to be here at East Coast Conference. So good to be here on this Friday evening. I'm honored to be here. Honored to be gracing this pulpit. I want to honor the bishop, uh, even in his absence this evening. I want to thank you for the invitation to be here and setting such an example and precedence for this, for generations to come of how to do Pentecost. Of how to do Pentecost. We don't have to compromise. We don't have to compromise. Whether you believe it or not, there's some out there that want to do what you're doing here tonight. They just need somebody to tell them about it. They don't need me to tell them. They need some young people to tell them. Yeah, they, they need some people that know how to dance. They need some people that know how to shout. Not just in the church, but I'm talking about when you're in high school. And so I'm honored to be here this evening. Give honor to Brother Galindo and this local Spanish assembly and to the youth leaders and to Brother Wilma. Thank you so much for uh, being here this evening and your example to this younger generation and uh, being a director and leading us in into the presence and the power of God. I appreciate Brother Galindo, appreciate Brother Wilmoth and all these, these men, Brother Chapman, Brother Brewer, and Brother May. So good to have you this evening. And uh, I asked them before church, what you guys doing here? Now I know. Because they're part of the youth committee. They're probably bound to be here. <laughs> Amen. Except for Brother May. Brother May, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, brother. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So I honor all these great men of God and their local assemblies and to... Everyone, I give thanks and honor. Thank you for coming tonight. Thank you for coming to service this evening. You could be out dressed like Dracula, dressed all like a hoochie mama or whatever. <laughs> 
That's okay. Amen. There's one thing about it. You're going to get it real tonight. It's going to be real. I hope you can handle it. Amen. I honor all of you this evening. Give honor to my wife, my precious wife, being here this evening. And uh, I love her so very much. The highlight of my life and the enduring highlight of my life. And I appreciate her and her prayers and, and all that she does behind the scenes and all that good cooking and stuff, you know. I could talk about other stuff, but I won't, you know. But I appreciate my wife so very much. And love her dearly. Love her dearly. Amen. And to everyone that I may have looked over, thank you for being here this evening. How many is from my adopted? I'll say adopted. Because they've adopted me from Brother Erskine's church. Somebody shout hallelujah. So if nobody else preaches with me tonight, you guys will preach with me, right? Amen. 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 How many is ready to have church? Amen. John the 11th chapter. John the 11th chapter. Thank you to all the musicians. If you have been in any of the services of the East Coast Conference, you have heard preaching, dynamic preaching, incredible preaching, challenging preaching. Amen. I appreciate all the speakers that have gone before me over the other church and honor them this evening. John, the 11th chapter. Before I get into it tonight, why don't we lay down all the facades and pre a pretense of what we want to portray and let's just get real. Why fake the funk when you can be real? John the 11th chapter beginning with verse number 1 and we will jump from scripture to scripture during this chapter but just bear with me. I feel like I've got a word from God for this conference for the young people. John the 11th chapter beginning with verse number 1. If you have it, shout hallelujah. Shout it like you're ready to have church. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It, it, it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment, wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Verse 17, Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh into Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But, somebody shout but. But Mary, but Mary, but Mary sat still in the house. Verse 28 and when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, 
who was sitting in the house, her sister secretly saying, The master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Verse 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Verse 2 has parentheses around it. It gives connotation. It wants you to know which Mary it is. It was the Mary that was at his feet, that washed his feet with oil and ointment and with her hair. That same Mary sat still in the house. Jesus had to call for her. And then when he came to her, she fell down at his feet. Weeping. And he said unto her, Where have you laid him? I want to preach to you by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight on where have you laid him? Where have you laid him? Would you lay your Bibles down and lift your hands toward heaven? And let's ask God's divine favor. God's anointing upon us tonight, Lord. You know where we are, God. I pray your anointing would rest upon me tonight to convey your word in such a powerful, demonstrative way. I pray for every young man and every woman, young woman in the sanctuary. Lord, let the anointing lift the burden and destroy the yoke in the sanctuary. Anoint every ear to hear, every mind to comprehend. Saturate the sanctuary with your glory and with your power. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. God, praise God. You may be seated if you're ready to have church.
Look at your neighbor and ask him, where have you laid him? Say, hey, girl, where you laid him at? Look at somebody and say, hey, bro, where you, where you laid him at? Hey, Amen. I've seen some of the guys, they were back in the back, most of them, they, they weren't up here worshiping and stuff. You know how the, you know how the cool folks sit in the back, you know. Somebody's grooves broke back there. I pray by the end of this evening, you get your groove back. Somebody shouted with me, where have you laid him? The individual that is involved in scripture here is a lady by the name of Mary Magdalene. She is a woman that many scholars say was a prostitute. Some say she wasn't. Others, but we do know that she was a woman that was possessed with seven devils. We do know that. And we know that her conversion had to be very powerful for seven devils to come out of her. For any service that I have been in, whether it be on the evangelistic field or whether it be in church settings, I have always seen God begin to move in a very demonstrative way when demons began to come out of individuals. I have seen it when they come out and the people begin to dance and they begin to worship and they begin to shout because of the conversion, because of something that has happened in their life, something powerful and something glorious that has happened in their life, such as some of us that were not raised in church, that come into church with different things in us, that when God got through of us, they were out of us. How many remember the first time you got the Holy Ghost? Were you dancing? Were you shouting? Were you lifting up holy hands without wrath? Come on, take a few minutes and act like the very first time you got it. Yeah, this great God will make you want to shout. He'll make you want to dance. He'll make you want to run the aisles. He'll make you want to lift your hands up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll make you want to praise him. I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't nothing like the Holy Ghost. There ain't nothing like the power of God and the salvation. There ain't nothing like the anointing of God. You can't go deep enough that he can't bring you out of. You can't be in so much bondage that God can untie That's the kind of God we serve. We serve a delivering God. We serve a powerful God. We serve a glorious God. Our God ain't taking back seat to nothing or nobody. Hey, if you're going to come to church tonight and while the world is out there dressed all in kind of goblets and devils and everything, we might as well have church. 
If you're going to come, don't be a statue. Go ahead and have. If I'm going to make the effort to get here, I'm going to make the effort to get him. Ain't no need of getting here and not get him. If you're going to be in the house, you might as well get the God of the house. If you're going to be in the house, you might as well get everything you need to get from God. Oh, I feel deliverance in this house tonight. I feel anointing over this sanctuary. Somebody's going to get your dance back. Somebody's going to get your prayer. If you ain't got it yet, you're about to get it. You may be seated. Y'all worrying me. Y'all getting too loud. I wasn't raised in church. I remember what it was like to go into the clubs and try to talk to people. and You couldn't even hear anything. You'd be like, what, what? Move on. My God, thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. If I can help somebody stay out of that scenario tonight. If I could help somebody stay out the clubs and stay out the juke joints and stay out. Because he is a healer. It was Mary Magdalene. Seven devils cast out of her. She was a woman that needed a miracle. She was a woman that everybody knew needed a touch from God. And such a demonstration of seven devils coming out of her. You could uh, imagine those that were around the scene looking at her as she began to, 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 to uh, allow those, those demons to extract from her. And yet, and yet there was a praise upon her, no doubt. Uh, because we know that Mary Magdalene was a worshiper. We know she was a worshiper because we know the install. But she was a worshiper from the very beginning. She knew how to worship God. When nobody could get at his feet, she could get at his feet. When nobody else wanted to get at his feet, she got at his feet. When nobody else would sacrifice everything, Mary Magdalene knew how to sacrifice everything to Jesus. She knew how to worship. If she was in the house tonight, she'd be dancing and rejoicing and magnifying God. She wouldn't care what anybody thought. Oh, Mary Magdalene would put us to shame tonight. Oh, hallelujah. She knew the power of God. She knew what the anointing was all about. She knew what the favor of God was all about. She knew how to get to Jesus. She knew how to get to him. She began as a worshiper. 
I believe she was a worshiper from her very conversion. From the very onset of her conversion, she was a worshiper. She knew how to dance. She knew how to magnify God. She knew how to get into the presence of God. For later on, she reveals that she knows how to walk through a house when everybody else is looking, gazing around. She knew how to get to his feet and didn't care what you thought about her or anybody else thought about her. She knew how to worship God. She was a worshiper. As such are some of you. Worshiping God is one of the greatest things that I've ever got a hold of in my life. Somebody was telling me this this week. Somebody was telling me. They said, "Brother Coburn, you you we we, we getting ready to shout because you 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 just you just shout all the time." I said, "Man, I don't know if that's good or or if that's bad." But I have found something in worship because when I was coming out of the world, there were a lot of things that dancing did for me that nothing else could do. There was some things like a prayer room. Anybody heard of that? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not talking to have you heard about it. I'm talking about have you been in it lately? Have you been in it lately? Don't just hear about it. I'm talking about get in it. Because there's some things you'll find in the prayer room that you can't find anywhere else in your life. There's some overcoming attributes of God that are found in the prayer room that you can't find anywhere else in this world. You can try to find it in the bottle. You can try to find it in a relationship. But nothing is like the attributes of God. You may be seated. She was a worshiper. She got with the preacher. Preach it. Preach it, Brother Coburn. Preach. Oh, yeah, we're ready. We're ready for the service. But are you ready for a life? Anybody can do a service. Anybody can do a service. Anybody can come in here and go. But I'm talking about some people that don't want to go out tonight. But you want something from heaven. You want God to step in this sanctuary tonight and begin to move in your life and begin to flower your spirit. You want to change. My God, my God, my God. Somebody praise him like you don't care right now. Somebody go ahead and praise him like you don't give a flip about anything.
Hey, there's more where that come from. There's more joy that you feel right now. There's more peace than you feel right now. There's more anointing. There's more deliverance. You may be sin. It's more than a Friday night service. I have preached youth conferences. I have preached youth rallies. I have seen people dance and shout for all of my life and then leave the service. Because they know how to get in position, but they don't have anything to offer. There's two classes I'm talking about. Jesus, they make a point in John the 11th chapter talking about Mary. This was the one that was at his feet. And when Jesus comes to the scene, She's sitting in the house. Well, I know there's some people that are sitting in the house tonight. Jesus, so close. And he has to call for you. He has to call for you. Your sister is out there talking to him. But you got to be called out. My God, what happened to the gratitude? Dancing and worshiping God because not only for what He has done, but what He is going. I have seen too many people dance like you beautiful ladies dance and shout like you sharp young men shout and go home. Leave services and get in the back seat and make out. And others are in here looking at you like, oh, you're worshiping, but I know what you're doing. And the problem is, we got people that know how to dance and worship, but don't have anything to offer. And on the flip side of that, we got others that won't dance and worship because they don't want to be associated with people like that. She's sitting at the house when she should have been sitting at his feet. You may be seated. I got a long way to plow tonight.
calls her. She comes running. Now, since she's know that Jesus wants her, she'll run now. But she don't run unless she's called. She ain't praising him or worshiping unless he's specifically calling her. She's sitting in the house. She comes running. She gets out his feet. For I am sure she knows how to worship him. She's at his feet weeping and crying. She's in the posture, the position of worship. But she has nothing to offer. In other words, she knows how to. But right now, she ain't got the goods. She knows how to get in position of worship. But she don't know how to offer anything yet. Somebody shout yet. That's a big word. I'm praying tonight that somebody is transitioned from position to having the goods. She's at his feet. She's in position. But at this juncture in her life, she has nothing to offer. He's got a caller. Out. She has a form of godliness, but she's denying the power thereof. She knows how to get at his feet. We, us that have been around Pentecost, we know how to worship. We know what youth service is going to be on Friday night, man. They're going to be rocking. They're going to be jamming up, man. Get our groove on. And then we leave, never changed. We've had great service, but we've, we hadn't changed. And we got the cool folk. They're real in a sense because they ain't going to fake the funk. And they look at others as they worship and dance knowing, man, girl, why are you doing that? You know you're hooking up with my buddy at the church. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting right down where you're at now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You might not want to hear. I know what you wanted. You want to dance, get your little sweat on. But the problem is that there's no change in that. You got to get the goods tonight. Because you don't know you might get pregnant tonight, girl. Hey, is this real enough for you tonight? You don't know what's going to happen in that back seat. I know what you're thinking, but you wait till your emotions and your feelings get a hold of you. You'll do things you never. I want to take you from position to having some oil and having something to offer him and giving him something that's worth. 
It's more than a dance. When I'm dancing, I'm offering something. Is that something that you can see? She's offering. She's at his feet. Jesus asked the question. Where have you laid him? Where have you laid him? Because I know you're a worshiper. But you're at my feet offering me nothing tonight. You, 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 you act like it, but you ain't got it. Are you putting on a spectacle for your sister, Martha? To think you still got the goods? Because something has happened to you that you've lost something. She's lost her brother. She used to keep Jesus at the house. You got to understand. They were cool like that. You need a place to stay? Hang out with Mary and Martha and come on to the house. Chill out. We got a bedroom for you. It's all good. She knew him. She had him at the house. They were familiar with one another. But something. She's at his feet weeping. There was no oil. There's a dance, if you will. There's a form of worship. But there's no anointing. And because you put so much into worship, and you keep worshiping sometimes, and you go back to your local churches and you dance, but you don't feel what you feel. And if you feel, I've lost something. I've lost the anointing. And I've lost the oil. Where have you laid him, Mary? He asked the question. And she said, Lord, come and see. Take me back to that place where I lost the goods. Take me back to that place where I lost my faith. Take me back to that night that I lost my virginity. Not only did I lose my virginity, but I lost my relationship. You can't get your virginity back, baby, but you can get your relationship back. You can't, oh my God, you can't get the wounds off of you, but you can get the pain away from you. We got to go back to that place. Some of you are going to have to go back before you go forward. Where have you laid him? Where have you laid my relationship I had with you? 
Where did you lay my prayer life? Where did you lay my worship with substance? Not just a form, not just a posture, but I'm talking about where there's oil. That when I pray, the oil flows. That I can cover your feet with my hair. Where? Who am I preaching to tonight? Somewhere along life's road. You've gone through a situation. You've gone through a circumstance that is thousands. Where I lost the wheel. I'm not talking about where I know how to do church. I'm not talking about the place where I know how to do a Friday night youth conference and all that stuff. Take me back to that place, Lord, where it went from real, authentic praise and worship than just a form of a shell I used to. Some of you, I deliberately got you worshiping and praising earlier because some of you were dancing in worship and it was the shell coming out again like you do at every youth service, like you do at every service. But you're going to have to go back to a place. You're going to have to go back to the place where you laid your faith, where you laid your prayer life, where you laid... Somebody's going to have to go back tonight. Somebody's going to have to go back. Because if you can go back, you're going to get some oil. You're going to get... Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord and give him a mighty shout of praise. Come on, where have you laid him? What youth trip? What youth trip did you lay him down? What relationship did you lay him down? Why did he go from a real authentic tongue speaking to just going through the motions of speaking? Where was the transition? Because I've got to go back to that. I've got to go back to that place where I laid him. Come on, Jesus. I'll show you where it's at. I'll show you the pain. I'll show you the hurt. I'll show you the situation. Come, Lord. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. I've got to go back. If it's going to ever live again, I've got to go back to where I laid him. Take me back. 
back where I didn't care what anybody thought about me. Take me back that it was all about the oil. It wasn't about how I was dressed or how I looked. It wasn't about the girl or the boy. Come on. I want to know where the oil's at. I want to know where the oil's at. I got to have the oil. I got to have the oil. I got to have the oil. It ain't about what people think about me. It's about the oil. Take me back. To that place. Come on. How many would be real with Brother Coburn on this Friday night and lift your hands in front of all your peers and say, I know where that place is. Jesus, come and see. I want you to see the place so I'll never get in this same arena again. Come and see. I don't want to never visit this place again. I got to go back one more time, but I promise I'll never lay him down again. Come on, young lady. You might not be able to get it all back, but you can get your relationship back. You can get the oil back. You can get the favor of God back. Shut up. Totoro, shut up. Shut up.